This is CliffCentral.com. Well, hello there. Those Tibetan singing bowls, of course, means it's time for Beyond Ears and Eyes here on Cliff Central. I'm Liesl Tom, and, and with I'm me... I'm Shemaine Harris. Hello. Very welcome. As usual, I am looking forward to this hour. And we've also got our controller, Palisa. Hi, Palisa. <laughs> and she's doing the hands in the air like, you know, when the, the deafies clap hands, they do that thing. Yeah, that's what she's doing. So it's a halala moment. Um, we have an amazing guest. So that's probably why I'm a little, you know, hyped because <laughs> I'm looking forward to this conversation. With us in studio is a very interesting man. Andrew Churcher came to speak to us about indigo children, crystal children, and rainbow children. But in the five seconds we spent with him outside the studio, we've learned so much about him that I think Shemaine wants to just jump in and ask you a few questions before we get to our topic. Well, I, um, I find you interesting. Thank you. <laughs> I'm intrigued that you do so many things, and I don't want to speak for yourself for 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 you. But what all do you do? They call you firstly. They call you um, Angel Andy. Angel Andy. I have. I do a lot of work with um, angels, mm-hmm. and um, I do a lot of spiritual work. So a lot of lot of stuff from a healing point of view. So reflexology, Reiki. Um, then I do a lot of counseling, tarot readings. There's and you see no. dead people. And I see dead people <laughs> and talk to them. <laughs> and, that, and that's, but that's not just um, people, that's also uh, animals. And animals. I do a lot of animal uh, communication. And, and, and aliens? Other forms of, of life on earth? Uh, no. The, I, I, I basically have a connection with the dead. Okay. <laughs> not so much with, with the star energy. Okay, this sounds really naff. It's like we're in some sort of zone And I'm sure someone who's just stumbled on this conversation Is going, who are these Definitely (laughs) (laughs) Who are these people? But you're also um, a priest, a high priest A high priest, Mm -hmm. yeah I'm I'm Wiccan and I have a coven And I teach Wicca And and that sounds to the average ear like mine uh, Kind of high priest, sinister Okay. Kind of a cult. No, it's yes. just it's just a spiritual belief system, very much working with nature and um, element energy. So it's it's not like a cult. Can I use another word to freak Shemaine out? Because Wicca, if I understand correctly, Wiccans call themselves witches. witches. That's it. I'm mm. And that's a bad witch. word. Is it a bad word? Because that now, then if you go and say it's a bad word, then you get like the white witch and the black witch. Or, so what's the difference no, between I, black uh, witchcraft and white witchcraft? Well, basically it comes down to your intent. So if you're doing harm and you're hurting yourself or hurting other people, then you're practicing black, uh, black magic. Mm-hmm. And uh, white magic is healing magic. And with me being a healer, that's very much where I kind of place myself as a white witch. But uh, anyone can do that uh, with your intention, do harm. Or does it have to be specifically someone who's trained as a witch? No, it can be anybody. So any any mm. intention that you have from a negative point of view to do harm, it's seen as dark. It's seen as black. So. You know, I wanted to, speaking about the, this witch thing, um, we have this thing and my very good friend earlier um, called me a witch. 
because I did something to her. And I want to know, can one just brandish that word about like that? Or, you know, well, is it, is it? Well, that's what creates the, the, the issue around that is mm. it, it's, it's used as a derogatory term when it's mm. actually not. Well, I don't think she meant it that way. She's just. People are also scared of the word. The moment you mention witch, it's immediately associated with African witchcraft, which is also not necessarily a bad thing. But, but the word witch is so imbued with negativity mm. that I think we need to have a conversation to normalize it. The word witch. Yes. Yes, and mm. to understand it. So, so in your head, it's a normal, normal word. In my head, mm-hmm. which is a compliment. Yes. <laughs> and that's a compliment. What, so that's why you called me that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It wasn't me, it was a other friend. <laughs> <laughs> and you also, you also do readings like, uh, as I do tarot readings and mm-hmm. I do angel readings. Um, and I mean, that's what I, what I do as a bulk of, of my day is actually doing a lot of readings because I am psychic, I am clairvoyant. So I do see. Mm-hmm. I do channel, so it's all part of the reading. Do you, do you see, hear, and feel? Yes. Wow. Clairvoyant, clairaudient, and clairsentient. Where did all of this start? Um, it's it's a gift that runs in our family, and I got it from my grandmother. And I've always just been able to do it. It's just something that I've grown up as part of me. And then the lessons that you give people, which area do you teach? Uh, I teach I teach self-development stuff, so mm-hmm. I teach shadow. Um, I also teach the tarot. I teach mediumship um, in terms of actually helping people connect with angels and stuff. Is that something that stuff. can be taught? Yes, it can be. No. We're all psychic. It's just that some of us have actually tapped into it and actually worked with it. It's mm-hmm. like a muscle. The more that you work it, the better it is. So everybody's psychic. How long does it take to do a course? Um, mediumship one is eight weeks. And that's just basically your grounding, connecting, who you're talking to, what you're feeling. Now, if you say it's like a muscle, what, what, does this analogy make sense? Just as some people are more gifted physically and can become Olympic athletes, some people have better senses. Uh, you, you mentioned clairsentient, clairaudient. and clairvoyant. Uh, do, do some people have bigger gifts if you say everybody can do it? Um, yeah, it's, it, it's in some people to be stronger. It, it, you, it basically comes down to your, intu- your, your intuition and your feeling and your senses. So if you're very much in your head space the whole time, you're going to battle. Mm-hmm. If you're a lot more from your heart space and a lot more sensory, it's going to be a lot easier for you. Have you ever turned people away? No. Okay, because you, you just feel they, they, they know that they can get there. Everybody who comes to me can be taught and can be read. Now, when you go into a new area, um, there are new experiences. And I would assume that when you go into mediumship that you'll start seeing, feeling and hearing things which are which are almost, well, I want to call it crazy. I don't know. I don't have a different let, word let, for it. Let's, let's stick with weird and wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so isn't that scary? What do they say? Don't they have like moments of being afraid, especially when they're alone? Because I'm, I'm sure that now things will start manifesting at an unguarded moment. Absolutely, and that's why through the course I give them ways to to manage that, to protect themselves. And to me, if you're aware of what's around you, you can then manage it. Because there are a lot of people that sense things or pick up things and they don't know what it is. Now, Mm. through the course, they have an ability to figure out what it is and how to actually protect themselves. So, 
You're listening to Beyond Ears and Eyes on Cliff Central. And with us in studio is Andrew Churcher, which it's very difficult to put a label on him because he does so many things. But, Andrew, we invited you here to talk about all these wonderful children. children. Uh, when I phoned you, you had to explain to me why you can be an expert in this field. Please explain to our listeners. Okay, well, basically, the three children that, or the three types of children that we're going to talk about are indigos, crystals, and rainbows. Um, I'm an indigo myself. Um, and basically, your indigos were born from 1972 to about 1995. And it's not all children born in that, in that, um, age period. It's a group of them. And then your crystals are basically from 1995 up until about 2012. And then your rainbows are now coming in from 2012 onwards. From yeah, but what point. makes you an expert? What makes me an expert? I just have a natural draw to them. Me being an indigo, um, I just have a way of actually connecting with them, and they actually have a way of connecting with me. You work yeah. with them. I work with them. I do a lot of um, helping parents because that's the big thing is that parents actually battle with those three types of children because mm -hmm. they actually need to be managed in a very different way. Mm -hmm. So uh, talking about that, uh, you've given the, the, the years from, from which, um, each star, uh, well, star seed or uh, child that comes in with the, within those three, uh, four. So, so there are some discrepancies with when they came though, or, yeah. uh, from the. Yeah, just before you answer that, Andrew, I want to ask you, um, because from what I know, there are some indigos who came in a, a bit earlier in drips and drabs. Yeah. What is earlier now? What from 1960? Okay, because yeah, <coughs> all right. Go uh, that would be that would be quite interesting to hear. Basically, what happened is that I mean those those times that I've given are are, are basically the, the 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 big periods of time. So, okay. So sometimes you have little bleed overs. You have okay. And you have these kids that actually start like in little groups. They almost like the pioneers. So they start, and then the whole lot comes in from that point. So the times are not absolutely fixed, mm -hmm. but it's it, it's a good period of time in, okay. in terms of knowing. Kind of when the a whole batch of those kids actually came onto the planet. All right, then I won't ask you about that anymore, because there, <laughs> because that kind of like sets it. Be no, because if someone listens and they go like, "Oh, but I was born in '72, so now I have to go and revisit the whole thing about me being an indigo or not." You know, do you know what I mean? Because sometimes one gets fixated on, on specifics. Um, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, but that that helps to throw it out a little wider. But there are very um, specific characteristics mm -hmm. of those children that you can pick them up. That's I'm saying not all all people born in that time period fall into one of those three. Well, let's start there. What are the characteristics of an indigo okay. child? Okay, so your indigos are very intuitive, um, mm -hmm. and the whole point of the indigos, because if you actually think about those three uh, those three. Um, uh, types of children, they're forming a triangle. So what they're doing is that, um, and that's why they've come in in those stages, because they're forming the triangle of transformation. That's what they're in the process of doing. Oh, I love that. So what the indigos are here to do, what they started doing was to take old ways of thinking, mm -hmm. the old paradigms that have been on the planet, and to actually start changing that. So those kids were kind of almost seen as a little anarchistic, mm -hmm. and kind of going against the, the norm 
All right. And that's what they were doing is actually setting a platform for this planet to actually start moving and start shifting. Um, What's very interesting about them is that your ADH and your autistic kids that come out of that, Mm -hmm. they're actually not ADH or anything else. It's just that um, medicine hasn't been able to to kind of put them into a group. So Mm -hmm. they get labeled with that. It's just because of their spiritual nature and their connection that they're seen as dysfunctional um, from a reading point of view or concentration point of view. It's just their connection with spirit is just in a totally different way. Because they learn differently. I I saw um, a a quote which said, Autistics are higher spiritual beings incarnated to help in humanity's ascension. That's it. They, they, and, and your autistics and your ADH are very much fall into your indigos. So when you speak about ascension, though, what does it all entail? What is this? It's a tron- Well, basically what's happening on the planet is that we're moving from a very dense um, kind of energy and we're starting to move into a space that we're going to be able to manifest things, that we're going to start working as a, as a collective instead of individual. So there's no, it's almost like we're moving out of power play. Out of uh, you know on the on on the planet, is hmm. that the uh, so-called age of Aquarius that we're moving into, That's or it. have we moved into it? We're in it already. So apparently, it's all it started with the indigo, <coughs> darling. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. With you guys, I'm not an indigo. Okay. How do you know? Please give us the the, the characteristics so that someone listening could see this could be me. Can test themselves. Okay, so <clears throat> one of the interesting things about indigos is that the second and the third toe, there's a physical thing. It actually has a webbing. Oh, in between us. I'm taking off my <coughs> shoes. You have some shoes. You you do have. There's there's like something there with your uh, your your toes that does. I'm that. not a fish, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but it does. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. Shemaine, you okay. know I don't I like being don't part of the story. I don't care right now. <laughs> you are part of my story. So, mm. They're highly intelligent. They have pretty high IQs. Um, they're very intuitive, so they pick up things um, almost like a, a, on an empathetic level with people, so they sense people's energy. Um, they're very forward-thinking. They... And, and with that whole anarchistic energy, it's, you know, they really don't follow anybody. They kind of pioneer things and actually very strong characters from that point of view. And bring, and they bring in a huge teaching energy with them as well. So, so what do you then say, having given all that to people who say that it's actually some mental disorder that they have or, you know, they, because I mean, some of them do go, some, 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 uh, are called mentally Disturbed. So, Correct. what do you do? Who 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 do they go to when you know you realize that the person is different? Well, there's people like me that kind of pick them up and and try and help. And and like I said earlier, the the thing is, it's not just about actually supporting them; it's also supporting the parents because the parents actually struggle because they they have a very different child that they don't know. Exactly how to handle this child And those children kind of get managed Badly from that point Apparently there are 24 different star seeds What yeah. is a star seed? That those That you people are Those indigos Correct. and they crystals And <laughs> and, and, and rainbows, rainbows. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So So where, where are they in the picture? Why Why are they not really spoken about? Well at this point in time, because there are different aspects that are now coming into the onto the planet, 
each of those star seeds are all going to represent a certain um, attribute or mm-hmm. a specific skill that is now going to be needed to be brought onto the planet. So as they are, as we need them and as they, they become relevant, that's when we'll actually know about them. Is there anyone on Earth who is not relevant? Do you know... Look, let me clear, clarify. Left out. Let me clarify. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not because I know my purpose. So, um, because you have different, um, you know, all these different groupings who have come for specifics. And then are there people who just like, listen, I just came to chill, leave me alone, or I just came for the experience. I did not come here to alter anyone's consciousness. I did not come here to help with your ascension. I'm just here, leave me. We're all part of that ascension. So, so everybody has a job to do. Correct. Ugh. It doesn't matter what it is. How, you know, and there's no small job or big job. You are all part of the whole. That's why we're moving to this whole collective mm-hmm. consciousness. Now, Andrew, you mentioned, you know, these dates, and I don't want to get stuck in, in years, but does that mean that the indigos are now all year? They've all gathered on the planet, yes. and their time is kind of like we are growing older, their time is passing. The indigos are complete. And that's why we are already now moving into the rainbows, which are the third mm-hmm. lot. Yeah, but have we haven't say, gone to the crystals I, yet, so, ha- yeah, so no, shall we, we start well, with the crystals well, before we go into the, the rainbows? rainbows? I just want to say that, that uh, when I contacted Andy the first time, his reaction was, indigos are so lost. <laughs> Can we please talk about the crystals and the rainbows? And I was like, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, do you see any anyone around us here right now? Since you are attuned to, you know, moving. Who do you see, and what do you see? Well, your grandmother's passed, mm-hmm. and the letter M with your grandmother, and there's a letter B. Hmm. Okay. So those two letters connect with somebody in your family. Okay. But your grandmother's with you. Okay. <laughs> that, that wasn't what I was it's thinking okay. about. <laughs> I was thinking maybe angels. No, so, well, they're around us. I mean, your guides and your angels are with you permanently, but you asked me, so your grandmother's behind you. She loves doing that. She, and he was just, <laughs> he went right to the core. Hey? So, okay, Lee, you let's were saying? Talk, yeah, let's talk about the crystals. What are the crystal children, what's their role? What's their deal? Okay, so with the crystals, they now are the second part of the triangle. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they're picking up from the indigos, and they are now bringing in purpose. So one of their absolute gifts is that they can see somebody at their core, at their soul. So they know what your soul purpose is. Mm-hmm. And the challenging thing with crystals is that you'll have like a little eight-year-old that suddenly t- unpacking your life and telling you exactly what you need to be doing. And that's what they're here to do. They literally highlight who you are and actually kind of almost motivate you to live your purpose and to find out who you are. That is their, their, their big core gift. Okay. And they're incredibly empathetic. So they pick up emotions and they pick up feelings. Um, and that is also their challenge, and especially at school, because they will pick up all that emotion that's going on at school and they don't know how to, how to process mm. it. Mm. So they tend to be very, um, Temperamental and mm-hmm. have a lot of emotional stuff going on with them because they don't know how to move. Correct. Okay. I also I also um, heard that they they are 
quite fond of animals and nature and can be quite artistic. Yes. Um, you know, and apparently they have large eyes. So, and large eyes are so beautiful, aren't they? But have you seen some kids these days? They look at you and you go like, okay, I'm just going to look away right now because I can't bear to look at you. That's them. Crystals have this amazing ability just to really kind of stare you down. Okay. Is there a downside to the crystal? Because with the indigo kids, uh, if, if they, if they're not treated right, I mean, they are outsiders and then they, they, they do have this anarchistic streak in them. Um, with the crystals, what's their, what's their, their flip side? Well, their flip side is is if they're not supported properly, and especially from the emotional point of view, they can actually really emotionally um, go depressed. Yeah, they can get very depressed and very much um, introverted into, into themselves, and actually just kind of shut out the world. Mm-hmm. So that's always, and that's why the crystals out of all out of all three of them actually need probably the biggest support in terms of their emotional well being. So, what happens if? A, uh, okay, we've we've kind of dealt with the indigos now, but what happens if a crystal gets parents who are completely oblivious to what the soul's purpose is? Then you've got to help the parents. And what's actually very interesting about these three um, groups is that they are all born to a healing mother. So whether that mother is is aware of it or not, there is some healing gift that sits there. However, that is actually kind of demonstrated they are born to healing moms so they at least have one parent that has um, a connection from an empathetic point of view of understanding that their kid is a little different always the mom what about the dad because i have seen some women who are not in tune with their compassionate side or your the mommy side and it's not a judgment it just that's just the way some people are wired that's fine and you'll probably find that they won't have a crystal child ah Always. If if you have a crystal child, you will find that you have a mom that is very much in touch emotionally and very much a, a, a healing energy. Okay, so then then it sounds like that contract was made before and they were like, listen, you're going to – because, yeah, also what I found out about them was that they um, they hate arguments. Yes, because it, it creates emotion. And they don't, and they have a problem with dealing with emotion because they're like mm-hmm. human sponges that literally will take that on board. Okay. And then what about the one thing where, where they say they have no fear or they worry very little? How, how is that possible? All, all three of them won't worry because first and foremost, they, they're incredibly old souls. So if you believe in past lives and stuff like that, they've kind of been there, done that, got the t-shirt. So they're very confident. They, and they almost know what they're here to do. So that almost makes them fearless. Okay. What if you, what if, what if you don't subscribe to the theory of reincarnation? How do you then deal with a child that's different? Well, I mean, first of firstly, I mean, just respect that soul, that, that soul's come here for a journey. Um, they're here to experience in their own right. So, you know, from a parenting point of view or from a support point of view, you're kind of not there to, to kind of clamp that soul down, but try and protect it, look after it, and give it every opportunity that you possibly can. I mean, that just goes across the board, whether it's a crystal indigo or just a, a, a normal child. Mm. I want you to clarify for me the difference between an indigo and a crystal, apart from the age. 
apparently. <laughs> okay, so you, you've kind of got your, your, the easiest way to see it is see your indigos as, as warriors. So they were literally came onto the planet, started moving things around and shifting things around. Made us uncomfortable. Yes. Said things that was never supposed to be uttered. Correct. And start <laughs> making us question mm-hmm. our own beliefs and, and kind of what we've actually put ourselves into. And then the crystals are now just bringing in an emotional energy to make us feel. The love aspect. The love aspect. To kind of start to see our purpose, to start actually embracing who we are as human beings and what our potential is. And that's what they do is that they can trigger that potential potential and actually bring it into your into your conscious space mm. raising the vibration correct because because they're also very telepathic so they can actually kind of almost speak to you without words uh-huh so can you see without knowing somebody's age who they are whether they're light or somewhere whether they were one of the three or others i can see them they they have a very um um distinct aura around them and they have a very special connection with me. Um, you, I can be in a group of kids and there can be one little crystal that's there. And that crystal child will invariably always come up to me and actually talk to me, hold my hand or whatever mm. it is. So these ones, because now you said that they are old souls. So um, th- these, the three that we're now focusing on. There is the the school of thought that says that the last ones, the ones that's coming now since 2012, or the the rainbows, that they never that they had never, that they had never yeah. So how how is that? Is that so? Okay, so explain to us. Okay, so the rainbows. Um, so your indigos and your crystals are your old souls. The rainbows are coming in without karma. They're coming with a clean slate. So, oh, so. And that's why they're called rainbows, because if you think about a rainbow and the seven colors, they're bringing in that energy. It's a, it's the last bit of the triangle mm-hmm. to now literally take the planet and to take us and to bring skills and resources to actually help us make that last little jump step. We had an interview about karma just last week, and Guru Kali told us that the aim is to uh, get rid of your karma, to spend both your negative and your positive karma. Now, these rainbows, are they newly minted souls or have they actually succeeded in spending all their karma? They've spent all their karma. So they are literally coming in as pure light beings. I don't understand how you can spend your karma if you have not um, been, if you you haven't been... um, uh, on Earth. No, they've been, a, if I understand correctly, tell me where I'm wrong. They've been around, mm-hmm. they've been around the block several times, and they've managed to completely wipe out all their karmic debt and cash in on their karmic goodwill, and therefore they're a clean slate. Okay. So it's not newly minted. Am I no, right? So, they're not newly minted. And, and, okay. And the thing is, everybody kind of almost has this perception that. This is the only reality that you come. So it doesn't have to be an earthly experience. The, the, where there there were can in, be other experiences that also entail have, that as well. I realize that the minute I asked that question, then they could have been incarnated somewhere else. But I, I, I still thought that they have not had any incarnation, that they were just, you know, the souls, they were made, they were, you know, chilling wherever they were chilling, no. you know, without, oh, hello, how you two went. And, and that's why the, that's why they're important because of their experiences that they've had, whether in this reality or other a reality. Mm-hmm. That's what they're bringing. Are they here to teach us? Are they the 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 the, 
the ones who've raised their vibrations enough to come and teach us. And that's exactly the point. Because of their vibrational energy, they're the final step to take the planet's vibration up and everybody with it. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't they're wanna, doing. I don't want to sound facetious, but mm. is there a way to tell them to hurry up? Because the world <laughs> is in really dire need. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they're coming in at this point in time. And the interesting thing about rainbows at the moment is that very little is known about them. And the reason for that is that the the universe is almost kind of keeping them under wraps, because Secret of all. Secret project. Yeah, it's because everything that's happening on the planet, with all the 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 negativity and everything else, it's almost like we've just got to ride this wave. Mm-hmm. And when the time is right, then they're going to be launched. They're already on the planet, but they're kind of being kept as like a top secret. But they're babies still. They are babies, but they are babies like off off the wall. I mean, even at at being one or two. They carry a huge vibrational energy about them. Okay, but not everyone born now are. No. Um, so, so because now we could, we could be thinking, oh, everyone born now is a, is a rainbow child, but it's not really no, the truth. It, it'll be a group. It, it could be, yeah, and and the, that whomever comes, as you said, have a purpose, um, but may, possibly not as a star seed. Or whatever. You know, this is getting so complicated. <laughs> but fun. So, so how do light workers then add to the equation? Because they also here to help with raising the vibration. So how would they then um, fit in? In, in terms of the other three. In, ter- in terms of the other three. Or maybe you could just explain to us what light workers are before we go into that. Well, a light worker is anybody who does healing work, anybody who from themselves is actually there to actually help other people, either lift them up, teach them, guide them. That's what light workers do. Mm-hmm. So these three sets of, of, of children are almost, and that's why they're drawn to light workers, is because they're part of, of actually helping light workers actually do what they need to do, and vice versa, light workers actually help support them. So they draw In a lot which of energy. Way? Well, and so support them in terms of helping their parents and, under- and letting the parents understand how to deal with them um, and also support. So they've got, they've got people on the planet that get them, that understand them, you know, and that's a, that's a big thing for them. What do parents say when somebody goes, um, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with her or him? Uh, let me explain to you. And then the child goes, oh, thank God, eventually. <laughs> exactly. And what do the parents go do then? Well, I mean, there's a lot of relief from them. I mean, all the parents that I've dealt with in terms of helping them, you know, understand their, their, their children, there's actually a huge relief. It's like, I'm not going mad. I'm not losing my, my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a difficult child. I just have a different child. And now I just got to approach it from a different point of view. And that's why helping the parents is a big, big step in helping them. The uh, population explosion that we've seen over the past 20 years, I mean, it's, it's grown so much over the past 20 years that it actually scares me to think of it. Does that have anything to do with the indigos, the crystals, and the rainbows? It's it's got more to do with the the rainbows. The rainbows are actually going to 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 help us actually bring the planet and its population under control. So I should stop being scared of this population explosion right. and think. See the positive. The planet can only hold exactly. a certain amount of of energies, and we and and strangely enough, I mean, we're hitting that nine billion mark. And that's, mm. and that's kind of almost the capacity. Mm. So Mother Nature also has a, has its own little way of actually sorting those things out. So 
the rainbow is why I should be uh, facilitating that as well. Speaking about this population explosion, the other creatures on this planet are being pushed out and eradicated to make space for us. Are, are the rainbows going to save the planet? Are they going to save? I mean, I saw a headline today which completely freaked me out that the lions will be extinct by in, in, in 15 years. Will the rainbows save the lions and the rhinos? Well, the rainbows are going are gonna to help us with tools and, and skills to, to manage that. But it's actually your crystals who have a huge connection with animals that are actually going to be the one that are going to be the ambassadors for animals mm. is your crystals. And and isn't it isn't it kind of heavy to put uh, that kind of expectation on one grouping is when we're all supposed to be doing it together. Well they'll do that yeah. but they will kind of almost hold that hold like a, an an energy and start motiv- mm. motivating everybody else to kind of get behind them. That. That's what they do. Yeah. So just uh, well can I just go back a little bit and and this I ask especially for the parents and so on because one of the things that they also say is these people um and and you find it very often they learn in a different manner. So um what kind of ways would would parents then uh, look at in terms of Helping their children get get um, educated because you know we have an archaic system of uh, schooling system. Absolutely. I just want to jump in there. Someone said this week that our our schooling system creates learners, not thinkers, and mm, that's correct. one of the things that really great feelers. Me. Yes, or feelers, and that's that's a big thing. Is that we all need to start getting out of the logical space and start getting into the feeling space. Because you're easier, easier said than done, isn't it? Are there no, are there no tools to help? No, really. Some people are really just afraid. And do you know what? I have found that the more you open up, it, it, it can get so scary that you sometimes go, I actually, no, I think I'll just leave it unless you have assistance and, and People there. in their fifties and sixties and seventies, they don't have that kind of assistance in general. They just go old school. That's the way we did it. That's the way we go and do it. And you just better just stick with it. Absolutely. So. But, but it's also, I mean, if you, if you're changing your energy, mm. everything around you gets changed as well. So if you're moving into a feeling space, everybody that knows you, will also follow suit from that point because then they can kind of see that you're managing it. Mm-hmm. So we do follow by example. You know, so we do need to get into a feeding space more than a head space. This is Cliff Central <laughs> Beyond Ears and Eyes. And we're speaking to Andrew Churcher. And he is a healer. He speaks to the dead. He speaks to angels. He he's reads an tarot. He's an indigo child. And he's talking to us about indigo children, um, crystal children and, uh, rainbow children. Andrew, the, the, the label indigo, did yeah. that come from the color of their aura or yes. why was this? It comes from the color of their aura. So Significant? <clears throat> um, indigo being purple, kind of blue, it's mm-hmm. that healing energy and it's that spiritual evolution. That's it. But how did people find out that their auras were predominantly um, purple? Well, if you can't, you can actually take a photograph of your aura. Kalian photography. Yeah, yes. Kelly, that's it. Mm-hmm. So they've actually been able to pick them up. And then your crystals, their whole aura is crystalline. It, it actually has that almost like see-through, very kind of almost diamond kind of 
feel to it. And then your rainbows, I mean, they literally just hold the seven colors. Their auras are just magnificent. I want to hmm. ask you something about auras. Now, when a person, and I mean, indigos, crystals, and rainbows, as special as they might be or not, are also human. And, uh, you know, if, 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 if someone gets extremely angry, uh, I'm, I'm imagining their aura would be red or black or does that take away from the rainbow or the crystal or the no because if you're looking at your aura you've got your um what i call your primary aura so that's the aura that is actually almost at your soul point and that color always is um the same Hmm. and Regardless of the crystals and the rainbows, every every person has a primary color. So if you have a bru- have a blue um, primary color as your aura, you kind of move into healing and stuff like that. If you're green, you'll kind of be drawn into um, nature, animals. So you almost have a proclivity to actually go in a certain direction. Then your secondary aura, which is in response to your emotions, is changing all the time. Okay. Do you read auras? I do. Okay, so the auras that you see from, you know, when you look at the person and the chakra uh, auras or the chakra colors, they can you distinctly see which is which? Yes, because they, they're energy signatures. So like any, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to the dead and everything else, it's just picking up energy. So all you're doing is actually just picking it up in a frequency. Mm. And that's and that's one of the interesting things about about the rainbows and the crystals from an aura from a from a chakra point of view because your indigos you have seven um, major chakras mm-hmm. your indigos only have six the the base and the the sacral are actually fused so the seven are still wait wait back up <laughs> back up the base and the sacral so that's the the lower and the one just above the that. red and the orange the red and the orange, the and the orange they, yeah but you know it's it's uh, Give us something visual. I had to have something <laughs> visual. It's like the two at the bottom, at the, the, the tail end, and yeah. So they're still there, but, but you can they're still, actually fused. But you can still see the distinct colors. Correct. Okay. A- and then your crystals, then it'll be your base, your sacral, and then your um, solar plexus are fused, and then your rainbows, it's all fused up to heart. And, oh. and that just gives them the ability to be moving through things and not getting stuck in the lower chakras and stuff like that. It's just one of the little characteristics with them as well. Okay. One of the things you mentioned earlier was the link between these, all of these kids and uh, autism and, and attention deficit. deficit and hyperactivity disorder. Now, especially the autism and, and the entire spectrum of, of, of autism, how does a soul interact with the world around him if he's on the more severe side of the spectrum energetically so even if their child is autistically absolutely shut down physically and cannot be um, communicated with verbally that child has the most amazing telepathic connection with everybody around it and I mean, parents with autistic children have picked that up, that they can just, they just know when their child needs to be fed or a feeling and it's their ability. So they speak to you like, it's almost like when you have pets. I'm not saying that animals are the same as pets, but in terms of the, the verbalization, it's Correct. like they send you pictures and you know, when it's yours, you know exactly what the pet is saying most of the time. Exactly. And that's why I was saying people need to get out the head space and start moving into the heart space because that's where the communication comes from. What's going to help us, though, to get there? Just change your simple sentence from I think to I feel. 
Okay. It changes your energy completely. It's, oh. And when I say feeling, it's just instead of thinking about everything that you're doing and everything, that just feel it. Just go with what you're feeling and stop worrying about being judged and stuff like that. And I know it's easier said than done, but we need to start to shift that. It opens us up. Is there a link with Down syndrome? Um, because you find that some people with Down syndrome radiate this immense energy, energy, this peaceful, loving. In- I mean, Down syndrome people excite me. I love being in their company. Exactly the same thing. Also, incredibly, inc- incredibly powerful from a healing point of view. And th- the interesting thing is, is because they've chosen Downs, which kind of physically has a a disabled look from that point of view, we tend to kind of open ourselves up a little easier to them. And they use that in terms of then connecting with you. But people tend to judge very, I mean, I've, I've watched people's reaction Mm. to anyone who's a bit different. And I mean, that's, you know, that's huge. That's, that's how we do. Even if a culture is different, uh, you know, if your toes are too long for the specific race that you're born in, you know, we judge it. So that when we have differences, we tend to judge. Absolutely. I mean, we 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 judgmental by nature Mm. and we and that's also one of the things that I'm trying to get across to people is that we need to start stop looking for differences but yes. And start seeing that we all Similar. come from the same thing. Animals, us, we're all connected to one thing. Mm. So instead of looking for all the differences, just start to see the commonalities. Would that be your main message to whomever? Everybody. Okay. So we're nearly out of time. Yes, Is there anything are. specific that you want to say? And then also, where can we get you? Um. What I mean, just in terms of, of, of the crystal children and, and, and managing them, I mean, there's a very nice little exercise because all those children actually need to be grounded. So something that's really good to do with kids that are um, falling into those three is to actually just get your child to almost imagine themselves as, as a tree. Mm-hmm. And then they get their roots through their feet and they literally connect to Mother Earth. They actually feel themselves getting grounded. And if they're feeling stressed or whatever is going on, they literally take that stress and actually shove it down through their feet mm-hmm. as a big ball and then just draw the energy up. And it actually helps those those kids, mm-hmm. especially those three, to actually just ground because that's their big issue is that they're not grounded. It helps in meditation too because then yeah. you go like, oh, and the soil is so cool <laughs> and oh, the trickle of water. So it does, it manages to calm one down. Absolutely. Where can people get hold of you? Um, I have a website, um, www.andrewchurcher.co.za. Um, you can email me on comic7 at absamail.co.za. Comic7 with a K or a C? With a K. Okay. So there you go. Is um, that um sure. Is that Andrew Churcher? Thank you very much for and your thank time. Thank you so much. Explaining to us. Shemaine, what do you think? I love the the the, the almost three quarters of an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to get you back again if it's at all possible. Um and you were really it was insightful, it was a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming, Andrew. And thank you. You're welcome. Palisa? Thank you for pressing the right buttons, making sure we sound good. Shemaini, thanks, yep. friend. Yep, 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 yep. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us today. From me, Liesl Tom, take care. This is CliffCentral.com.